0: With Canada Post solutions for small business, we'll reward your repeat business with automatic savings. Visit canadapost.ca forward slash smallbusiness to see how you can start saving up to 34% on shipping in Canada.
1: As a small business owner, you are the business, and you know the time you're spending on payroll and HR could be spent in a hundred better ways. Ceridian PowerPay is fast, simple, and intuitive software trusted by over 40,000 Canadian small business owners like you. Automate your HR and payroll processes, keep track of compliance, and pay your people from your desktop or mobile phone. Free up time to focus on what really matters when it comes to your business and get back to doing what you love with Ceridian PowerPay. <laughs> Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and changemakers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and the lives of those driving the entrepreneurial movement in Canada. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, The national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Matt Curtis, and welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. Today, we're thrilled to have Jenny Lamb, General Manager of Wattpad, on the show. Jenny Lam is a senior executive with over 15 years of experience working in technology and high growth consumer startups. She is the general manager of Wattpad, a global multi-platform entertainment company that is home to a community of more than 80 million people. Prior to Wattpad, Jenny led growth and user acquisition at Shapeways, the world's largest 3D printing service. She has also worked at Yahoo as director of platform strategy and mobile payments company GoPayGo as head of marketing and business intelligence. Before her startup career, she spent three years as a management consultant at Accenture. Jenny holds an MBA from the Harvard Business School and a BS in economics from Cornell University. She is a board advisor for women in color, the president of the board of the Cornell Club of Toronto, and a member of the board of the HBS Club of Toronto. She's passionate about helping young professionals find fulfillment in their careers. Welcome to the show, Jenny.
0: It's such a pleasure to be here, Matt.
1: And it's fantastic having the show today. So, Jenny, what's the number one thing you want entrepreneurs to take away from our conversation today?
0: I would want everyone to know that it is possible to build a leading global company that is transforming entire industries right here in Canada. And I'm actually not Canadian; I'm from the states, uh, born and bred. And I've spent most of my career—the one you alluded to earlier—in in Silicon Valley in New York, and there's something very unique about being in Canada that I believe has been instrumental in allowing WAPAD to grow, to be a community of 80 million people. Um, that's a truly global diversified user base. Uh, and so I can see the difference sometimes in, uh, the mindset shift the, I can see the difference in the mindset of the people that we work with here in Toronto, um, where, It is a very global and inclusive perspective. And I think that's a very unique competitive advantage of being located in Canada that has allowed us to really scale and be global. And it's something that I would want everyone to recognize as something that's quite distinct to to Canada as opposed to something uh, in the U.S.
1: Now, being in the business of telling stories, could you walk us through the mission of Wattpad and how it became the world's top social
0: storytelling platform? I would love to. So our vision uh, and our mission at WAPAD is to entertain and connect the world through stories. Each and every one of those words carries meaning. To entertain the world starts with the written word. Stories have been told generation to generation through through books, through, re- through writing, and over time converted into all the different formats that we see today. And that's why entertain is very specifically in our mission in that we see the scope of what we're doing is. Um, starting with the written word and going far beyond that. Connect is also a very uh, distinct part of our mission and our vision, which is when we talk about connecting the world, it's because we know that our our community, when they're on Wattpad, they're not just reading. They're deeply, deeply engaging with the stories that they can't find anywhere else. And they're connecting with the writers that they would have never come across in any other format uh, than through this global community and this app. Uh, and when we talk about the 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 size of the vision that we have in place, we're really talking about the world here. And so it's not just to um, play a role in, in a particular point of the po- uh, part of the world, but to really think of ourselves as a global company. And that's actually something that we've, uh, a perspective that the founders of the company have taken from the start is to build that global aspect of the business right here from the beginning. Uh, and that's something that we continue to Uh, see-through, and that's something that continues to drive us, which has really helped us accelerate that growth to become that social storytelling platform. Mm.
1: So I'd I'd like to build on that and and get really into the evolution of Wattpad. So this company started as a social storytelling platform, and now it's shifted to a global entertainment company. Could you walk us through the stages of that transformation?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, if we start in the beginning, I would say for the first three years of the company, it was uh, a couple of users here and there starting to use the web app that was created, the mobile app that was created. The first version of Wattpad was before the iPhone came out. Which, we just take a minute to think about that, there was a world before before iPhone. Uh, and yeah, that was that one's still version. sinking into my head. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a there was a first. I think the first version of the Razer phone that was was uh, the first version of Wattpad was fact, on mobile was on the Razer phone, and you can literally read 30 words at the time. Call Me Ishmael was the start. It was, it was Moby Dick. And that was the first uh, piece of content that we really uploaded. And so in the beginning, literally, it was a, a passionate, it was a passion project where uh, the two founders, Alan and Ivan, knew that mobile was coming and evolving. And they knew that they really wanted to be able to read on the phone. And so this is it's really just being able to get through the first You know, a couple users, and then a couple hundred users, and and it was only in about three years' time that the company really started to grow and scale. And now, uh, and actually, I would say during the scaling phase, let's call it uh, thereafter, the emphasis a lot was on engagement and user growth. Um, If you think about what makes Wattpad unique, Wattpad is all about connecting and entertaining the world through stories users play a very critical part in that. It's not just the content. We It wasn't just about sourcing a whole bunch of content. It was about how do we create the network effects that need to exist for the business to continue to grow and scale and accelerate without putting marketing budget into it. And that's actually how Wattpad grew. Was totally organically because of the community that was being built. And that was the focus for many, many years of the company. Uh, and then that brings us into the current stage, where now we have this incredibly global, giant community and user base, how do we help these people reach that next level? And so the phase of the evolution that we're in now is we have writers who have told us that they spend hours and hours a day writing on Wattpad because they love it, which is an incredible thing for someone to tell you that that's what they're doing on your app. We have a uh, higher engagement than almost any other social platform out there, about 37 minutes per session is how much time our readers spent on Wattpad. And so all that engagement has paid off. How do we now help this community thrive and what's the next step for them? Well, let's help our writers make some money, right? Let's change mm-hmm. their lives because they've changed the lives of so many people through their craft. And now it's about time for us to help them uh, build that bridge to the next phase in their own careers and to help continue to uh, you know, develop an experience that helps our readers and our writers connect. And that's mm-hmm. about the phase that we're in now. And then the other part of that is about where we are able to um, unleash the amazing IP that we sit on. So people spend um, 200, uh, sorry, 20 people spend 20 billion minutes a month reading on WAPAD. We sit on this mountain of IP and data that tells us how engaged people are. So now is the time that we are in the phase of taking that to the next stages of market, and that's how we're disrupting entertainment. Mm.
1: And I, I want to, uh, in, in parallel with this as well, and, and given this, this you know, incredible growth, um, I want to know how you as an organization um, have been able to stay true to what your roots are and, and stay true to really what, uh, what brought and what got Wattpad to where it is today.
0: It's such a great question in that it's in periods of rapid growth especially I think it's often feels like we have to make large trade-offs in our values and who we are. I actually think that for WAPAD, WAPAD has always adopted a mentality of thinking big and acting nimbly. You know, one of our company values is being resourceful, uh, and we even debated internally if it should be frugal, but it ended up being resourceful, and so there's a piece of who we are in terms of our own DNA and, and how we operate and the people that we bring on and, and that we've hired that help us maintain uh, our values very organically. But then in practice, from a, a business-focused perspective, uh, you know, as the GM of the company and what what my role really is, is to help us make sure we're focused on the most impactful things possible. And for me, that's understanding what's most important right now for the business for where we need to go. And so for a while, I, you know, we were focused on user growth and a lot of emphasis on that and working with uh, t- testing out all the different marketing channels that that would help drive that growth. Uh, definitely testing ideas that were, I'd say, definitely testing ideas that uh, may or may not work, but understanding that at the end of the day, the value of what we're trying to do comes back to, helping our creators find their audiences, helping our writers make money um, and bringing these stories that are often not seen in traditional media to market. Right. And so when we know that this is the very unique competitive advantage that we have, it's something very special that we sit on, uh, the immediate trade-offs are, are I would say, uh, less of an issue because we have this very clear long-term vision and objective and that's the thing that helps us stay focused as a business, combined with uh, being a very values-driven organization, and continually celebrating those values over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I think really, like uh, again, I think you hit the nail on the head with so many things there. In the sense that, like, really, it's it's what sets what makes you different is not only what sets you apart, but it's also what guides you. It's it's also what you reflect on. It's also what you can use as your as a really compass moving forward, because in order to stay true to to what feels right and what has felt right from the beginning, you need to keep doing those same things.
0: Absolutely, and it's very easy to lose sight of that. And in fact, I would say there's many times in our in our in my career where it's tempting to go for that 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 quote unquote obvious trade off, short term win, and uh, and it's very easy to lose sight of that. But the thing that grounds us keeps coming back to the exact thing that differentiates us. And there's a question that I often use. I think I probably use it six times a year. Whenever we're making uh, strategic conversations, often it comes even um, in one-on-ones on on specific uh, trade-offs that we're making in terms of should we build A or should we build Y or should we do this or should we do that? And the question that I use is always, um, what can we be the best in the world at? And it comes from a, a book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And one of this, the questions that he asks every business um, who you know, goes from being a good company to really a great company and sustaining as a great company is, what can you be the best in the world at? It's not, what do you want to be the best in the world at? It's, what can you be the best in the world at? And so there are many things we can't be the best in the world at. But we know we can be the best at building a community around stories and leveraging the data that we have around those stories, around that engagement, to bring incredible, new content to market that nobody else in the world mm-hmm. has seen before.
1: Yeah, Jenny, building on that, I, I want to pivot uh, from there and get more into uh, what your role at Wattpad looks like and, and how you, as the general manager, kind of ensure that Wattpad has this culture of, of growth and innovation towards not only maintaining but growing and really evolving this this community built around storytelling
0: you know matt i had the same question when i took on this role <laughs> I, I literally the, at the beginning i had no idea what the role of the general manager was i remember taking on a role and googling it i remember taking on the role and calling a whole bunch of friends and uh, who are in similar-ish positions and be like, what do you do? What do you do? Are you responsible for the PL? Do you set the vision? Who reports to you? And I literally spent, I would say, the first two to three months of my job talking to a lot of our users in our community, our top writers, our new writers, our readers, our brand partners. I spent a lot of time in one-on-one coffee chats with our employees and just understanding why are they at WAPAD? What do they do? What do they see as the opportunity of the business? Uh, and then looking at the market context and seeing where things were shifting. Where's the, stage of, where's the state of storytelling going? What are other consumer apps that are killing it doing? What are people who have 80 million users, what do they do at this phase in their business cycle, in their life cycle? And so it was only after it probably took those couple of months to really listen and understand what the business needed, what the company needed of me, that I realized at that point, my job was to help set the path for where we needed to grow and evolve in, in terms of uh, the next steps of what Wattpad looks like and, and why we're making the choices that we're making. So there was a lot of focus at that point on vision, on strategy, on mission, um, on how we make trade-off decisions. And then, say, in the past year or so, this was about two and a half years ago, in the past year, that's shifted. We are all have extreme clarity on what we're trying to achieve. So many people are excited by what we're um, on the brink of and the momentum that we have as a business. And now I'm spending a lot of time looking for patterns of where we are too slow or people are feeling frustrated. It's a lot of like pattern recognition of uh, enough people complaining about the OKR process, which is a real thing that we're I'm dealing with right now, uh, that it's too heavy. And so, OK, what I'm realizing now is I really have to uh, help us operate better. And that's a, quite a different skill set than you know what I was focusing on about two and a half years ago. And so I always explain the role as I'm responsible for making sure we are focused and working on the most impactful things bo- possible. But at the end of the day, that means that it, the role is to adapt to what the business needs and to help the company evolve. And if I come back to your question about growth and innovation, people at startups People in tech, people at Wattpad, people who are entrepreneurs, they want to grow. They want to innovate. This is who they are, right? They're continually looking to be challenged. So I actually don't need to do anything to create an incentive or culture of growth and innovation. My job is to clear that path for people and to set a vision that's large enough and clear enough that they can just go and execute.
1: So Jenny, building on that last point then of, of really clearing this path for the people at Wattpad... As you've scaled globally as a company and as you're moving forward in the innovation landscape worldwide, how do you keep this path clear when you're partnering with giants like National Geographic or Paramount Pictures?
0: We work with so many partners around the world uh, across the suite of offerings on Wapad, including publishing deals, entertainment deals, um, and brand partnerships. And so uh, I think the best way to answer the question is maybe to give an example of how we how we really prioritize our community as the way uh, of maintaining truth to the vision uh, of what we're trying to achieve. So the, the example I'll share with you is uh, the example I'll share with you is a writer on Wattpad at about 15 years old, Beth Riekel's, was discovered by Netflix and Netflix uh, engaged with her to develop her book that was on Wattpad into. A movie on Netflix. And this was released last year, uh, and the movie is called The Kissing Booth. So Wattpad didn't play a direct role in that engagement. But what we ended up doing was working very closely with Netflix to then market The Kissing Booth right back to our fans on Wattpad. And the reason I want to highlight that example is we do work with partners around the world, but at the end of the day, our priority and our focus is to make sure that our community our writers have a platform to stand on and are working uh, with the largest companies out there. And in this scenario, we don't have to work with every writer on all of the deals that they're doing. In fact, we don't work with a lot of writers on the publishing deals they have and on on in this example, um Beth didn't work with us directly to work with Netflix. But what we absolutely make sure is we're not going to get in their way. We're really going to help them and empower them. And then in this, in this, and then we can help them succeed uh, and help these brands succeed by tapping right back into the community uh, when they're ready to bring those stories to market or those movies to market. And the other way that we think about this is if we stay true to our mission, if we're gonna help our writers make money and help our writers scale, we're going to be adding in so much value to what they're doing that they want to work with Wattpad, right? And then we don't have to make the hard trade-off uh, that, that I think you're alluding to around uh, compromises that we have to make. If we continue on our path of helping writers make lots and lots of money and win incredible deals with folks like Sony Entertainment and Hulu and uh, companies like Hawaii out in Asia, if we're global in, and stay true to helping our writers make money from their craft, uh, then the trade-off is in there. Then we're completely aligned with what we want to achieve, with what these uh, partners want to achieve, and with what our writers want to achieve,
1: mm, because it still brings that same value proposition. Because you're scaling uh, like the value add that you bring as an organization, along with what your goals are.
0: Exactly, absolutely. And you know, we have brand partners and advertising partners that we've turned away because they come to us and they think that with our global reach, that you know, they're, they're going to be having they they get to access this community. And if it's not the right fit, from it, we don't think that this product will perform. We'll say, no, I'm sorry, it's not we're probably not the right fit for you. Uh, and so w- you know we've worked with um, folks like National Geographic on a campaign last year that won a Digiday award. Uh, and that was because the campaign premise was um, planet for plastic, writing a global, uh, writing a, a storytelling uh, contest. And that was very successful because it was very much aligned with what Nat GeO wanted, what we believe our community is passionate about. And our ability to deliver on a campaign like that is incredible, and so it's not a, its for us. It's—it's it's not a—it's not taking those compromises. It's how do we find that alignment between mm. our partners, our community, and ourselves. And,
1: and I think really that uh, that triangle and and just navigating within the inside of it is is really. Uh, Something that, that really can only be be accomplished by, again, as we mentioned before, staying true to to what it is you bring to the table, not only for potential partners, but what you bring to your main consumers as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. It's one of those things where um, it's like I'm saying these things as if we've known it all along. And there's aspects of it that we, we know just inherently. It's our DNA. There's aspects of it that we've had to to figure out. Um, and how we position ourselves to to our partners, how we continue to evolve with our community. It's definitely uh, with every decision, uh, you know, every trade-off that we have to make, it, it is these things that come in question. and and that staying true is um, is absolutely, I would say helps us continue to stay on the path. I say those those decisions help us stay on the path more than anything else. Uh, and another example that I can give is, We believe we are probably the strongest um, communities of Gen Z that exists. And it took us a couple of years of being out in market with brand advertisers to understand that that was something that was very unique in what we offer. We have a panel of over a thousand Gen Zers that we survey on a regular basis just to keep our um, finger on the pulse of what's happening and what they care about. Example. They, as an example, they told us that mental health is one of the top issues online for them. And 50 plus percent of our community told us that um, they're struggling with a mental health issue of some sort or have in the past. And so, uh, for a long time, you know, in, when I when I first took on this role and I was trying to figure out what the role of the GM was, one of the things I was also trying to figure out is who are we to our partners and our advertisers? And it's really only in the past years that it crystallized for us that it, ah, it's about really helping. Brands connect authentically with Gen Z um, at this point in our career, uh, but it's taken us some time to really figure out that messaging.
1: And I think that's just something that has to come with with spending enough time in your space and and knowing where to use the to use the analogy of a of a lunchroom cafeteria, knowing what your space is at the table and and what you know kind of group you want to sit with as you're there. And that's really only something that you can you can get and glean from. Uh, from getting that feedback from your consumers, from figuring out where you are in the ecosystem, from seeing you know who the big fish are and really where your pond is uh, within that environment.
0: I love that analogy, Matt. It, goes, it speaks so true to the teenager in me, which a lot of our community is young, as I mentioned. And so that's absolutely true. Um, and something I'd love to share that has helped us along the way of how to stay true and to figure out which table you're sitting at and uh, what you can be the the best in the world at, a tool that we've used uh, that I fundamentally believe in is a framework called uh, Jobs to be Done. And that's a way uh, to understand how to build products that gets to the root of people's motivations. It's not about like market segments. It's not about personas. It's really understanding why, why you're buying this particular product, why now? And there's a book that I would I would recommend called uh, Competing Against Luck, it's written by Clay Christensen, who's the author of *Innovators Dilemma*, who I think a lot of people are familiar with. Um, and this is his more recent work, and it's helped us understand on a, on a very fundamental basis the role that WAPAD plays in our community's lives. It really starts with the content, but they stay for the community. They they're here to belong, right? The, WAPAD is the lunchroom table for them. Um, but we we use this framework to really help us uncover. The fact that it's not just the content; uh, it's the con- connection of content and community. Uh, and I would love to sh- I love to share that anecdote with everyone because Jobs to be done is so powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I think what I uh, what what I want to kind of build on from here is now that you've recognized, now that you have your seat, now that you've built the table in the cafeteria, <laughs> <laughs> what's the vision? for Wattpad over the next few years, what is how are you going to define success in the future? More tables? Bigger cafeteria?
0: I'm um, yeah, yeah, the whole building. <laughs> the whole building. W- Wattpad writers, uh, I'm not going to be happy. The company the p- are not going to be happy. The people at the company are not going to be happy. Our community is not going to be happy unless Wattpad writers and their stories are everywhere. We are in the business of changing lives. We're changing the lives of our writers we are changing the lives of our readers, and the vision for the company is to be able to do this at an even more massive scale. So, you know, Wapad writers are already bestsellers. They're already globally recognized. When you walk into a room full of Wattpadders, people scream, they cry, they, they sign each other's notebooks. Wapad is already in the business of changing lives, but we want to make sure that we are able to take it that so that when you turn on the TV, when you go to a movie, when you log, uh, into your favorite streaming service, Wattpads, Insights, stories, and writers are behind those projects. And so the vision is to see even more stories on screens and bookshelves mm. everywhere in the world. Mm.
1: And that's, that's a, I mean, if you can lay the tracks as you have been, I have no doubt that that's where it's going to go. <laughs>
0: it's great to hear you say that, Matt. <laughs> it's a fun journey, I have to tell you that much.
1: And that much I do believe. Um, so kind of going back to uh, in more like an operational standpoint then from, uh, from Wattpad's perspective and really um, how you guys go about your day-to-day, uh, I've heard that some of the most well-known companies in tech have a strong flywheel effect. What would Wattpad's flywheel be? And could you expand on what a flywheel actually is for our audience?
0: Absolutely. The flywheel is a concept taken from good to great a book by Jim Collins that helps that really helped understand why some companies rose to greatness while others in the very same position failed abysmally. And it looked at it mostly through uh, you know stock market performance and things like that. And one of the findings from that work was that great companies understand their flywheel and great companies stay true to that flywheel. And a flywheel into the, the, at the at the end of the day is a it's it's a it's a machine that a, that if you keep on making turns in it it generates momentum and creates energy, and if you think of it as a giant wheel let's think about it I like imagining mine as a stone one, you have to keep on turning in it and you have to keep on pushing in it but the more you push every with every push a little bit of acceleration and momentum, and soon that wheel is turning really really fast, and the idea here isn't to go from shiny object but shiny object the idea here is to take tens of hundreds of thousands of turns at that flywheel. And that's a, that's a fundamental um, under, sort of understanding of what great companies do is they take those turns at the flywheel and they feel that momentum and they keep going at it and it's focused. And so that was something that I realized that we needed the same language across the company of how we talked about our, our business and what drives the business forward. And so I introduced the flywheel about two and a half years ago, and it's something that we still reference today when we make day-to-day trade-off decisions. Oh, does that actually, is that, what well, part of the flywheel is that? Does that help the flywheel? Um, how do we make trade-off decisions when everything is equally important? When you have a flywheel, you can see how one thing impacts the other, and then you can make the trade-offs because then you just focus on the biggest blocker or the biggest accelerant. So Wattpad's flywheel, does that, does that help, that in terms of like... Uh, captured understanding, and I'll give you an example. Um, the example at Wapad is very simple. I'm gonna explain it to you and you'll be like, this is it, because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. At Wapad, uh, everything we have starts with great stories. So we create great stories. That's the first part of our flywheel, our first step, if you think of it. The next step in our wheel is, if you have great stories, you're gonna attract readers. Then the next step of that, if you attract readers, you might have a lot of stories and a lot of readers. But unless you invest in a really great content discovery system, those readers are not going to find the stories that they really want and they're going to leave. So you have to make sure that you're helping your readers consume relevant content. If this was our flywheel, this three steps, we would be like any other media company out there. You have content, you have readers, a decent matching algorithm, you're set. But when we looked at our business, and this was in lots and lots of conversations with our community and lots and lots of conversations with our employees, there was something fundamentally different and missing from the wheel. That's the next step of the wheel for us, which is once you've attracted those readers and they've read those stories, they actually now feel a deeper connection with each other and with the content. And so the next step in our flywheel is connection. Connect with the community, connection with the content. And that's different from most other media properties out there. And then after you feel connection, there's something very magical that happens. Writers who put their heart and souls into things, unleash their content into the world, and then hear nothing back, it's a very disheartening process. But for writers who then get a, a vote on their story, someone comments and says, hey, keep going, this is great or gives a comment and says, I would love to see more character development in chapter three. Each of those interactions is validation of their work, of who they are, of their ideas. And so there's a next step in our flywheel after that connection, but it's enabled by the connection, which is rewarding the creators. If you reward creators, they feel validated, you know what they're gonna keep doing? Yeah, they're gonna keep writing. They're going to keep writing. They're going to keep creating. And the more they do that, the more readers we attract. The more that happens and the better we help match their content to the right readers, the more they connect. And the wheel goes around and around and around. And that's at the end of the day what Wattpad's flywheel is. But now I can look across this wheel and say, where is the biggest blocker? Why are we not growing faster? Because this is a question that every entrepreneur faces. is How do we grow faster? For us, about two years ago, we looked at this wheel. And one of the things that became very clear was, we had so many readers and so many writers and our writers were getting hundreds of thousands, millions of reads on their stories. And that next vote or that next read didn't mean as much as it did in the early days for them. And so we knew that for them to feel that next level of validation and reward, they needed to be able to monetize. They needed to take this from a, um, you know, once in a while, write in the nighttime to a daily activity that they could make money off of. And when we identify that as the biggest blocker in our flywheel, that's when we started really to uh, invest holistically in helping our writers make more money. And that's where the launch of a paid stories program happened literally at the beginning of 2019. And it's it's in understanding that if we unblock this for them, then the next step in that flywheel means they'll create more and they'll we will attract more writers who want to make money off of their craft, off of writing which then will attract a whole new set of audience members. And then that's how we continue to grow and to evolve. And so from a day-to-day business decision perspective, we may or may not reference the flywheel, but now that we all have a fundamental understanding of how the business works and where the biggest blockers are or the biggest opportunities, we can now make those trade-offs to say right now, this is what's most important and what we actually absolutely have to get right. Mm.
1: And I I think that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic takeaway for all of our audience members here. And and really what I want to get at the heart of in terms of takeaways is high level, briefly, in everything that we've discussed in this past conversation, what do you think the most tangible takeaway for entrepreneurs is after we finish talking today? What could they walk away from our conversation with and implement in their business today?
0: It's gonna sound so cliche, but it really does start with understanding your user and why they are hiring your product. For us, that was a linchpin in how we thought about growth, how we thought about user acquisition, how we thought about strategic focus, how we thought about operating. Um, And we spent a lot of time talking to our community, getting them in the door. I I build direct relationships with a lot of them, Uh, regularly checking in on them to see how things are going. And it's cliche to say, but it's, it's a fundamental truth that with the right tools, that discovery process can become clearer and light touch, implementing that jobs to be done framework to really get to the heart of it, uh, for us was a a pretty big game changer.
1: Jenny, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I want to thank you so much for sharing your time, your expertise, your experience, your wisdom, and really giving us this, this great overview and sense of company purpose, this great overview and sense of not only how to keep providing value for your users and your consumers but to keep and stay true to yourselves even in the face of massive growth and really as you said just keep spinning <laughs> spinning and spinning that wheel so jenny again thank you so much for coming on the show today and thank you so much for
0: your time i appreciate the time matt thank you
1: Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Until next week, I'm your host, Matt Curtis. Go check out the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern.